0: there. It's your host, Mark Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. The Needy Podcast is currently on a much-needed hiatus, so I'm bringing you some of my favorite interviews and episodes from the last three years. Season four of Needy will arrive mid-March. To get information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Today I am talking about why we resist taking care of ourselves when things are going well. I mean, really, what's that about? And what are the ramifications on our life? Because I think that they're pretty huge. And I'm sure that this will resonate with some of you. This is definitely how I live the majority of my life. But I used to find myself swinging on the pendulum from a maximum energy to complete depletion. And how that swinging pendulum would work is that I would work, 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 produce completely put my needs on the back burner, be everything to everyone, or try to be at least, and just generally do all of the things until I was so exhausted. Because now there were signs, right? There were signs that this exhaustion was coming. We're going to talk about those signs, but I blew past them because I correlated my production, my productivity, my creation with my worth. And because my worth was of utmost importance to me, as it is to all of us, and that worth was contingent upon how much I did, I did a lot. I did a lot and I blew past all of those signs that I was getting exhausted, that I needed my own care, that I needed some time, some space, until my body Told me in no uncertain terms by coming to a screeching halt that I couldn't work anymore. And so, how this would look is I would get really, really sick, so sick that I couldn't help but take care of myself, or so exhausted that I couldn't help but take the rest that I required. And in this situation, it wasn't like I finally realized what I needed and I slowed down and I gave it to myself. It was always dramatic, unexpected in the least opportune moments, and really impacted my self-image because I didn't understand why I was just so weak, why I just couldn't get my head down and, and get through it like everyone else, why I couldn't keep producing all day, every day, on end, with no nourishment, but coffee and an endless stream of sugar. I I didn't understand. And not only did I not understand, I blamed myself for my humanity, really, right? Because that's what it was. It was that I had taken advantage of my energy for so long that my body said no more. And so then I would get really sick or really exhausted to the point where I had to stop and take care of myself and would do that, would, by necessity, take really good care of myself as much as I was able. Although I will say a hallmark of this time of my life was underestimating how much care I needed. So that would manifest in thinking I could get better in, you know, 24 hours, 12 hours, maximum 72 hours, uh, really underestimating how much time I needed, really underestimating how many needs I had shoved in the closet during that time of production at all costs but i would restore myself in this way and it was kind of like a stopgap measure it was like a little bit like triaging the the emergency but never getting to the deeper more underlying exhaustion and symptoms of my lack of tending and would restore myself to a certain point where i could start working again blow through all of that energy at a similar kind of just unstoppable production till I found myself sick again. And I would swing back and forth between these polarities, moving nonstop, doing everything that there was to be done and coming to a screeching halt and not being able to do anything anymore. And all the while I saw this as my problem, my flaw. There's just something wrong with me that I'm not able to do this more easily, more gracefully, That I get sick so often that I'm so much more tired. I need so much more sleep than normal people. And while I was making my humanity be mean everything about me and what I was worth, because right, if my worth is tied to being able to produce, then not being able to produce, even for a short period of time, made me feel profoundly unworthy. And the pain of feeling profoundly unworthy, the pain of not knowing how I was going to be able to earn my place in the world if I wasn't able to work, further pushed me to judge myself, to speak to myself cruelly, to punish myself for my inadequacies. But part of what was happening here was during that time when I was feeling great, when I had, for me, you know, a good, good amount of energy when I was feeling pretty whole and pretty well put together was that I didn't want to take the time to take care of myself. I only thought about taking care of myself when something was wrong or when something forced me to by necessity. So I was missing out on this opportunity to keep feeling good, to keep Doing the things, not necessarily producing at all costs because I don't recommend that at all, um, but doing the things that I wanted to do. You know, maybe it's not working all the time. Maybe it's baking bread or going to the movies or going for a walk outside, but maybe it's not being unnecessarily exhausted, being unnecessarily under the weather, being unnecessarily um, affected by my inability to take care of myself. And I want to emphasize that this looks different for everyone. We are all at different stages of health. We are all at, have different life circumstances, different ages, different energy levels. Um, and so it's important to really take what I'm saying and customize it to you because it's ableist to suggest that we're only good. We're only doing a good job when we are well. And I don't mean that at all. I don't mean that you're only doing a good job when you're well. And I don't mean that being well is the th- reason for your self care. But when we take this concept and we think about feeling as well as we can personally, because each and every one of us has this spectrum. Each and every one of us has this pendulum. And we customize it and we personalize it and we make it ours. And we we use it as a tool to investigate, okay, well, on my days that are maybe better energy days, my days that are maybe worse energy days, what are the differences? And how might I be misusing these... Good energy days by doing absolutely everything that we can in that time and putting all of our needs on the back burner so that we keep ourselves in this kind of like feast or famine energetically, uh, swinging pendulum back and forth. And I really want to be mindful when I'm talking about this because I think that, you know, I can remember um, when I was a little kid and we didn't have a lot of money. And when we did have money, it was like, great. We would spend all of the money because we hadn't had money for a long time. And the ability to be able to spend money was so exciting that we would do it kind of, you know, without being able to stop ourselves because it felt so good. And I think we do the same thing with energy that when we our energy is low, generally speaking, and we have these good energy days, we want to use them. We want to use them to the best of our abilities. And that is totally human and totally understandable. But when we enter into conversation with ourselves about what might be happening when we're using that energy and we start to expand that conversation to think about how we can also really make space for taking care of ourselves and not just when things aren't going well and not just when we are so needy we can't help but pay attention to ourselves because that's what keeps us in that feast or famine, That's what keeps us swinging back and forth. And the more that we're able to bring a certain amount of self-care into those times when we're feeling good and we don't really want to stop for our self-care, the more balanced that we're going to feel when it comes to our energy, the less of an extreme there's going to be between these quote-unquote good days, these quote-unquote bad days that we're having. And a big piece of this has to do with unhooking our worth from our productivity. Because any person who has suffered from any kind of adrenal burnout, um, adrenal fatigue, uh, chronic illness, something happening to them that has taken from them their ability to produce in the way that they could before, experiences this gap of not knowing what their worth is attached to anymore. And so we have to begin this process with ourselves of reminding ourselves over and over and over again that we are enough, that we don't have to do anything to prove how enough we are, that we don't have to do anything to earn our worth, to earn our place in our relationship and our relationships rather. And that the more that we buy into this idea that we have to be something that we're not and we have to show up in the world in a way that we can't, the worse and the more judgmental and the more ashamed we are going to feel in our relationship with ourselves. And that pain is excruciating and it's also avoidable because you are not your work. You are not your productivity. You are not the things that you create. And you may love the things that you create dearly, dearly, right? You may love your work dearly and all the more reason to take care of yourself so that you have the energy and the capacity to do the things that you love to do. But the key here is because you love to do them, because they bring you joy and not because you are trying to earn your worth, as a person on this planet, through your productivity, through your capability, through being really good at that thing, whatever that thing might be. And so the more that we bring self-care, and I'm talking about essential, tangible self-care, drinking enough water, getting enough rest, taking your meds, taking your vitamins, brushing your teeth, washing your face, making your bed, whatever it is that helps you feel whole, that helps you feel held, that helps you feel restored, making the time for those things. And not just when things aren't going well, not just when you're totally overwhelmed and broken down and exhausted, but making space in your life for those things consistently, daily, So that you're always in this process of using your energy and contributing to your energy. And, you know, I mean, balance, I think balance is a pretty ridiculous concept, generally speaking, but that's really what we're talking about here is not that it's going to be perfect, that I I took this much energy out this day and I put this much energy back this day. That would be ridiculous. But what we're talking about is being mindful of what you're using and how you are replenishing that energy reserve. And ideally, this happens every day so that we're not continually borrowing against ourselves, borrowing against ourselves, borrowing against ourselves until we have nothing. And so if we think about this like a cycle of rest and creation, rest and creation are partners because the energy, energy loves to be used. It's not that I don't want you to use your energy, but I don't want you to to use more energy than you have because every time you use more energy than you have, you're borrowing against yourself. And so if we think about these two things being partners, then I'm using my energy, which feels good, right? I'm recording a podcast right now. I'm doing a bunch of stuff today. I'm going to clean my bathrooms. That's going to feel great because my bathroom's going to be really clean. Um, I'm going to, you know, go out to dinner with some friends. I have some client calls later. I'm going to use my energy today. I love that, right? I love my work. I love everything that I do. And that's great. But it requires energy, and I need to have energy in order to be able to do it. So I expend that energy during the day, and then I also have to be mindful about how I'm restoring that energy. And it's not a perfect science. It's not like you expend your energy during the day and you restore your energy during the night, because for a lot of us, we don't get enough rest to adequately be able to restore the energy that we have spent over the course of the day. And so we might think about, well, how can I take care of myself during the day too? How can I bring moments of rest and moments of care to my day so that it doesn't feel like at the end of the day, I met with this huge basket of unmet needs, which might be overwhelming. It might catapult me directly into wanting to numb or escape those needs because I, I don't feel equipped to deal with them. And so when we bring moments of rest and restoration to our day, and that might be drinking enough water. It might be taking a movement break. It might be eating really good lunch or making sure, eating breakfast, making sure that you are meeting those needs over the course of the day. Then on the whole, the energy that you spend and the energy that you replenish are going to be more and more equal. And the more sensitive that you become to what the energetic cost of things are, the more sensitive then that you will also be able to become in terms of what you require for replenishment. Something that I always tell people that I work with is that we underestimate quiet things, quiet energy expenditures, inner energy expenditures. And that might be feeling your feelings, doing something a new way, having a conversation that you feel really scared to have, putting yourself out there, trying something new, being present to yourself instead of walking away, being present to yourself talk instead of just letting a cruel stream of consciousness conversation happen in your head all day long. So all of those things are happening pretty quietly, (laughs) There's not going to be a lot of applause or awards for paying attention to your self-talk over the course of the day or making sure you drink enough water. But the more that we're able to do those things... The, um, better that we're going to feel, but we have to acknowledge that there's an energy expenditure to it. You know, if you have spent most of your life not feeling your feelings and you're now making this shift where you're going to feel, feel those feelings instead of running from them or doing something else, it's exhausting. It's exhausting and nobody is going to be able to know it or see it but you. And so it becomes really important that not only are you taking charge of finding this balance between uh, rest and creation, but also that you're really standing in your power as a sovereign leader of your life and validating your own enoughness, really taking stock of where you're spending your energy and standing behind yourself when it comes to that. Because for a lot of us, it can feel like we're waiting for somebody to tell us to take a nap We're waiting for somebody to say, oh, you've done such a great job today. You really deserve to rest now. And while that doesn't happen on a good day when we've done a lot that other people can see, a lot of tangible work, it definitely doesn't come on a day when we've been doing a lot of inner work, work that nobody can see, but work that is depleting nonetheless. So it's important that as you're finding your way into this conversation about how you can take care of yourself, even when things are going well, that you're always... On the lookout for how much energy something is taking from you, so how much energy an act requires. And you may not know necessarily, it may be surprising for you. So, paying attention to what the energetic cost is of things. And this is going to look differently for each of us. For some people, going to the dentist is going to wipe them out energetically for a week because they have a lot of anxiety about going to the dentist and it's such an emotional experience that they have to gear themselves up and then they have to come down and overall it's so depleting for another person that's going to be an enjoyable activity even which may seem crazy but or may seem wild but for a lot of people that that is true So this is going to depend on your own personal energy. This is going to depend on what feels good to you, what doesn't feel good to you. And the more that you're able to pay attention to the energy costs of the things that you're doing, the more that you're able to pay attention to replenishing yourself consistently, the better that you're going to feel on the whole. And I really, really, really want you to take this away. When I'm talking about consistency, I'm talking about presence, and I am not talking about perfection. I'm talking about showing up each day in the best way that you can, which is a far cry from doing all of this perfectly, which is why I said before that balance is a little bit ridiculous. I mean, we're never going to strike a perfect balance. We are constantly going to be surprised by the energetic cost of things. We are constantly going to be surprised that our energy is really low and that we're in need of our own care. And that's that's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with you if you find yourself all of a sudden depleted of energy and surprised. It's It's just data. It's just data about who you are, how you are, what you might need to do differently in the future. And so the more that you're able to tune in to bringing your presence to your relationship with yourself, and the less preoccupied you are with doing this perfectly because none of us are going to do this perfectly, then the more, um, the more often you are going to be able to meet your needs, the better that's going to feel the less you're going to find yourself in this place of all of a sudden being in a self-care emergency or swinging back and forth from being having a really good energy day and this total, total energy depletion. And you can have this, you don't need to ask anybody's permission. You don't need to talk to anybody else about doing this, right? This this uh, this shift occurs in your relationship with yourself because it has everything to do with your enoughness, with your worth, and that's an inside job. That has to do with you really tuning in, you really reinforcing the belief that you're good enough, that you don't have to prove yourself, that you don't have to earn your worth and reminding yourself again and again and again until this sinks in. And you can be really generous with, uh, with your praise, with your kindness, with your compassion. There is no reason that you need to hold out on yourself. Um, you can be really kind and the more kind that you're able to be, the more that you're able to show up with whatever you have. Um, the more self-trust that you're going to build, the stronger that this relationship with yourself is going to feel. You don't want to be a fair weather friend, only showing up to use all of your energy whenever things are good. You want to be showing up every day. You want to be showing up regardless of external circumstances or opinion. You want to be showing up because you have a vested interest in feeling good because you're a human and you deserve it. And because the quality of your life depends on it. Thanks for listening to The Needy Podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you'd like my support in learning how to nourish your needs, dance on over to NeedyPodcast.com to sign yourself up for Revive, a gorgeously free five-day course chock full of real self-care and daily tending. If you love today's episode, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you.